Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's me and Leslie today. How are you today, Leslie? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. How are you doing? I, you know, I'm good. It's a long weekend, so I've, you know, I've had some days off, so I'm happy. Yeah. Well, that is always refreshing for the soul. Yes, I'm glad you joined us today because I took my dog to a winery this weekend. <laughs> did you? I Which did. one did you take? So me and Billie Holiday, um, we spent the day at two Maryland wineries yesterday. The first one was um, a Westminster. Um, uh-huh. I went there because I, um, I won a drawing on Instagram a few months ago. So I went up there mm-hmm. to pick up my wine, the wine that I won. Um, so we went to Old Westminster and it was a little warmer yesterday. So we were okay sitting outside. Yeah. And then, um, and then we went to, um, Black Ankle after that. Oh, oh yeah. So it was cool. It was, was a fun day. it was fun. They had the fire pits lit. It was really nice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You know, um, not you can't take your dog to every place. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice when you can. It's, yeah, it's nice I know that. Um, oh, Westminster had changed their rules about bringing pets, and um, mm-hmm. so that's why I brought her. And I didn't realize that Black Ankle had did the same thing. So, yep. So it was two dogs out there. But it was good. It was a good day. That's good. This weekend was, it kind of started off bitterly cold, but yeah. um, yeah. it turned out to be really nice. I was, yeah. Yeah. And I also, I also saw the photograph. I, could, I couldn't wait. I had to see it opening weekend, so I also did that. Okay, so without giving anything away, how was it? <sighs> God, it was so good. Uh, you know, like everybody who listens to the show know how I feel about movies and TV. And oh God, that movie was so black. It was, it was full of so much love, and it was so, mm, it was so touching. You know, it was tender. It was such a great movie. It showed black people in such a nice light that we don't get to see all the time. Oh gosh, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. I- that's, I don't get to the movies often, but that was mm-hmm. one movie I said I was going to see. You just, I mean, just from the um, the previews, you're yeah. like, I, I'm going to like, exactly. this is yeah. Yeah. a Love Jones, better than Love Jones. Like when I saw yeah. the previews the first time, mm-hmm. Love Jones, I was like, I have to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I got that feeling from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a special guest today. Amira, how are you? I am good, and I'm happy to be here. Yes, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Yay! 
<laughs> so um, we were introduced via Instagram mm-hmm. um, because of our dear friend Reggie, who is the wine casual. And um, I guess he tasted your wine or met you somewhere. Um, explain uh, how that happened. Yeah, no, I was helping a friend pour at the Barolo and Barbaresco. Um, I think it's called like the world opening. It was the, the first one in New York. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't my wine wasn't there, but I was pouring and I happened to just start talking to him mm-hmm. about wine. I was telling him how I had a wine brand and he raved about you <laughs> and your podcast. He was like, you have to contact now. So I said, okay, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh gosh, we love Reggie. He is like another member of the Swirl Suite, honestly. Yeah, he had nothing but positive things to say. And I was just so honored that he even, you know, clearly he respects you guys. So the fact that he wanted me to meet you all says a lot. We appreciate that. Um, So tell everybody about yourself and how, like, what's your connection to wine? How did you get into wine? So um, again, hi everybody. My name is Amira. I am the founder and winemaker at Lovely Wine. And I started this brand about three years ago, um, just in the pursuit of passion and purpose and going after something that was just for me. And when I say just for me, outside of my corporate job, my husband, my kids, all those hats that we wear, but we start to realize, or let me not say that I started to realize wasn't as fulfilling as I thought it should be, right? Mm-hmm. So once I hit 30, I was like, well, what's mine? What do I want to do? What do I like to do? And so I started on this journey after reading The Alchemist, mm-hmm. which really inspired me to like go after my passions and to not overthink things, just do what I like. And I like wine a lot. I like <laughs> And I was just like, what if I just started my own? And then I started researching and partnered up with some great, great um, producers and friends that I work with out in Napa um, to produce my wine. And it's been a journey ever since. So I, like I said, I started the brand about three years ago and, but about a year and a half ago is when I, you know, really invested in going um, commercial and, I sell my wine direct to consumer via my website. Mm. So it's lovelywine.com. And again, lovely is spelled L-O-V-E-L-E-E. And Lee is sort of a family name. So it's an interesting story of how that came about. But um, yeah, you can find it online. And again, it's, uh, I have primarily blends. So I have two blends right now. I have a red blend that is primarily Syrah, but it also has Merlot, Zinfandel, Petite Syrah, and a little Vignette. And then I have a white wine, which is definitely a crowd favorite, which is Gewürztraminer, um, Grenache Blanc, Pinot Gris, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc. It's it's really, really delicious. So it's really, that's the fun part for me because I am a Jersey girl, born and raised. I do not own a vineyard, so there's no <laughs> one outside and growing my own grapes. So I think blends help me to put my own personal touch to the wine that I make. So, yeah. I'll miss T babe. Glennis is in here because yeah. then all we would just keep about Jersey love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Jersey girl. <laughs> so um so tell us about like your your role in the winemaking since you don't mm-hmm. grow your own grapes. What yep. do you actually have to do? Yep. So with my partners who are over in Napa, they have the relationships with the different vineyards and they source the grapes. So what I do is based on what's available, I go and I say, hey, let's do a blend. I literally sit with my 
pencil, the paper, the glass, the uh, syringes, everything, and we just get to blending and mixing. And, and do you fly there to do that? Yeah, or I do. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is an option you cannot, but I don't. To me, oh, that's yeah. Well, you got to taste it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to taste it. No, nope. yeah. I go, I sit. Um, I get a little tipsy because I just can't spit out good wine. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's why my wine's so good. (laughs) So yes, very, very much a personal um, process. And I put definitely my, um, my heart into it for Mm -hmm. sure. How often? So how do you, um, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, so do you, I've always wondered like, are, do you get the juices or do you actually get the the fruit, the berries, and you taste the fruit and you say, yes, no, I want so this, these? Mm-hmm. So this is wine that's already been fermented, um, it's already in barrels, and then I okay. take that and blend that. So okay. for instance, my, my red blend, primarily Syrah, is from the White Hawk Vineyard. So they have a 2016 barrel of Syrah. From the White Hall Vineyard, I taste that and I say, give me some of that. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I want this Zinfandel too. And I want a little bit of Merlot. Um, and we just sit and blend. And then it has to sit in the bottle after that for some time. And how long do you, um, how long are you aging your wine? So for instance, my red is a 2016. And I started selling that in June of 2018. So it had already been in barrels, and then I bottled it in, I believe, February of 2018. Um, yeah. So these don't sit much, not like a year to two. Because we all know the best wine, most wines are meant to be drunk young. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is not meant to age. Now, do can they? Yes. So my 2016, I just tasted it actually this weekend, and it is amazing. And mm-hmm. so it's already four years old. but. Um, I think it. I think within the next two years, if anyone still has a bottle, have fun with. <laughs> so, how often do you have to travel to um, to California? I really do it about twice a year. Oh, and really? So it's about okay. That time now is about that time to blend the next batch. Um, I actually had a sparkling rosé, which wasn't really a blend, but I wanted it for the the people who love mm-hmm. rosés. Yeah. I'm not a sparkling girl, but people love it, so I'm thinking about putting that back out this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I don't have to necessarily blend. That's already sourced. And um, what what grapes do you use for your rosé? That is all Pinot Noir. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. So, so 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 good. Sparkling mm-hmm. and it's pretty and it's amazing. Um, yeah. So I, it's about that time to get out there. I'm, I'm ready to do another blend. Um, yeah. So that part, I, I'm like, you know, I'm still a careerpreneur. So I work mm. by day for the man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Every time I throw this brand on the side, I'm like, oh my God, it's time to blend some more. I got to, you know, keep it fresh. So that's the plan. And it, it, the funny thing is it's usually in February when I'll do mm-hmm. it. So I'm a little behind, but it's coming soon. Nice. So how did, how did you decide what wine that you were going to make? So I def, I'm a red girl. So it was just like, I got to go with what I like first. Um, and I think that's how you just stay authentic to your brand. It's like, if you wouldn't drink it, no one else would, right? Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to start with a red. And I do like, I prefer dry wines. Um, 
Syrah is probably one of the more dry grapes. However, I know it can be very intimidating to people. So that's how it's like, okay, well, what can kind of soften those tannins? Mm-hmm. And um, I think the Zinfandel really helps that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Merlot usually is mixed with Cabernet and that has a good balancing effect too when it comes to other grapes that are high in tannins. But we add a little bit of Vignet, which most people know is a white grape. And that actually helps soften it too. So what I what people tend to say about my red is like definitely has all of the characteristics of a good dry, medium bodied um, Syrah, but it's not as drying mm-hmm. and the tannins are really balanced. And I think that's a testament to the blend. Nice. So what are your, um, oh, go ahead, Leslie. Oh, no, I was going to, um, there, we, we are, um, meeting, uh, several winemakers. I'm thinking of, um, Jenny out of the Midwest. Oh yeah. Who, yeah, who is taking this similar approach mm-hmm. where they're um, establishing their own label, mm-hmm. but um, they are skipping the, I'm going to get 5,000 <clears throat> acres or what have you mm-hmm. and sourcing it. Do you recommend that for people who are new to the industry? Is Was that an easier gateway into winemaking it's definitely easier but it's i will say it's not the most cost effective Hmm. like some days i'm like should i go buy a vineyard and do all this myself which quite honestly my lifestyle no but it's not it's it's easy because there are already people in in place that can help you know and it provides jobs like there are people who who um are experts at, you know, growing the grapes and maintaining them. And then there are people who are experts at, you know, helping me blend and things like that. But I, I think for me and what my purpose in this was, it was really starting a brand, starting a brand that had my personal touch where I could literally infuse my education. Like I'm not, I do work with other winemakers, but it's all my call. And we sit, we blend, we compare, we fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I know my grapes. And, um, so I think it's definitely easier, but it can be um, costly because there are more people involved and you end up passing that cost on to the consumer who may not be, again, I have to, you have to be specific on who your audience is because there are a lot of people who are used to going and buying, you know, $10, $12 bottles of wine, which is fine. But when you're working it this way and you have other costs involved, like I have to maintain shipping and I have to maintain licensing and all of those things, it gets, it gets costly. So I think that's where I'm at right now is like reevaluating, you know, making sure that I am going after the right target and that um, I am doing things in the most cost effective way. Now, with you being in Jersey, mm-hmm. um, how does your market work? Is it easier for you to market on the East Coast or on the West Coast where the wine is? It's actually easier for me to market on the East because this is where my network is, right? So okay. this is where I do events. So I'm also love doing events and wine tastings. Mm-hmm. I actually just got my um, certification in level two um, from the WSET. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking level three as soon as they open up a night class. Um, and so I love talking to people about wine and I'm always transparent. Like I'm still learning, of course, very, very early, but my network is here. So I'm able to, um, be in places where I can talk about wine. I can showcase my wine. 
I went to college on the East Coast. A lot of my network are college friends. I work here. Like I said, I have corporate friends. So it's much easier to build trust here mm-hmm. than the West where I'm not physically present. I get it. Mm-hmm. And so what's your wine's price point? So my red wine is thirty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's a twenty sixteen. Um, I call that one the Legend Blend because again, it okay. was inspired by the Alchemist. And then my white wine is called the Journey Blend, and that one is twenty seven ninety nine. Right. And then when I do bring my sparkling rosé back, it's forty four ninety nine. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I and again, I ship direct to consumer, so that's hard because people aren't used to paying for shipping. Yeah. Wine, that's probably the most difficult part. Is like having people understand that wine costs to ship there really is no way around it mm-hmm. um so that's the only thing about not being in a physical location but with physical locations come distribution and yeah. come, and more people wanting all your coins and i need all my coins I got <laughs> all right I got <laughs> so would you uh like self-distribute like would you just go to like say you decided to go to all of the i don't know the black restaurants and wine shops and mm-hmm. say hey I'm a black winemaker. Would you like to try my wine to have on your shelves? That kind of thing. So I'm, I'm exploring and trying to do research now what that would look like. So I think I would have to be, become a distributor and then pay for that and mm. license that because my licensing again right now is only to be able to ship. Okay. And right now I pay for licensing in New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, um, Maryland, D.C., and California. Okay. And so every time I add a state, I got to add more money. Sure. So that's where I am right now is just trying to figure out my model, right? Mm-hmm. What's going to work best for me? Is it really pivoting my marketing and saying, hey, I have to, if I want to keep this business model, I have to go after people who understand and who don't mind paying for wine to be shipped to them at this price point? Or do I need to pull out of who I'm working with now and try to go source different grades? But I'm always worried about the integrity of the wine because I really do enjoy good wine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the difficult part right now is like, what's my best model? And then again, I am, when I'm having the most fun is when I'm at events though. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing wine tastings, like I just did a collaboration with a company called Rewax and Unwind where you make your own candles. And then I come and I do a wine tasting and I walk them through like how to taste wine and we will need is my wine. Um, I also make a really bomb sangria that I'm crazy for. I'm like, how do I bottle this? That's what I really need to be figuring out how to do because people love it. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. It's like really exploring what's what's lovely steak, right? I also have interest in travel. Mm-hmm. So I want to curate these experiences where we travel to different wine regions, which some people have done, but they've never done it with me. <laughs> so we have fun. It's real blackity, blackity, black. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I have a chef who I want to have come out. We'll do video. We'll do photos. We'll get behind the scenes with some of the real winemakers. There are a ton of black people out in Napa and across the world, really. I want to start in Napa, but eventually yeah. all yeah. the major wine regions of the world mm-hmm. that are really behind the scenes doing the work yeah and i want to explore yeah. all that stuff so there's such, a, there's such a strong network um not just in napa but in california mm-hmm. of um black wine makers distributors marketing people mm-hmm. it's a great network happen and just from what i've observed they're extremely supportive of one another mm-hmm. i've met some wonderful yeah who are open to knowledge sharing but I know sometimes it's not always the case in America oh, yeah. especially when there's not a lot of us so it can be intimidating like who do I ask who do I yeah. not ask? 
who's really willing to like partner or collab or mentor who's not you know that's that's the tricky part but i will say i have some some people in the industry who are definitely open but it's hard when we don't have a blueprint and this was an industry that really was not made for us to enter sure i don't think nobody was ready for us to enter it yeah and we are entering it and it's now we have to figure out and create a lane and create processes and create distribution so I'm excited to be kind of on the you know the ground level you know what I mean like there are people who have been doing it but I would still say this is still a new arena for black winemakers like there's still so much we have to learn and do to create this lane for us and I'm excited to be a part of it at this time yeah yeah there is a there's a need on the east coast for black winemakers because Mm. We they're all in California mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> because I, I'm, I'm in the middle of my series um, where I highlight someone black in the wine industry every day for the month of February. Mm-hmm. And I want to say most of the people I'm highlighting are from either California or South Africa. There are mm-hmm. no black yeah. wine. There's very little black winemakers on this side yeah. of the U.S., yeah. So, yeah. Because it's hard. We don't have the resources per se sure. to do that here. And, yeah. you know, if there are like there are vineyards, of course, in New York, there's even vineyards in Jersey, but mm-hmm. those a lot of them are family owned. And, you know, there's not really this willingness to open up and just say, hey, black girl, come over here and make some wine. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was it, yeah. it was hard for me. I was looking for simply I was trying to make the list very balanced. And it was hard mm-hmm. for me to even find like black wine shop owners or black wine bar owners. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it was, it was tough. Yeah. I know about two, I think, yeah. but you know, the area that I've been hearing a lot about and I'm like, I need to get down there. I may have to move there is Texas. Really? I, yes. For apparently Texas ah. is the second largest um, population of wine consumers outside of California. Period. Not just one black. Like apparently, Texas drinks mm. the most wine. That's a stat that I heard from a woman in the industry. She's not black, but she just opened a wine shop there, mm-hmm. and she was just telling me that's the market. And it's funny, everybody I meet that um, lately have been coming into contact with from Texas, like yeah, the wine industry here is big, and they have vineyards popping up down there. And so I would just encourage you, like, reach out. I think mm-hmm. there's definitely a growing um, population of wine drinkers wine makers and there are some black wine black um winemakers and industry people there as well yeah mm-hmm. cool. there was the lady that claude had told us about that's from texas uh-huh um who was a black winemaker and then um maybe a few years ago the uh wine tourism conference oh yeah was in texas and I was surprised by um, how much wine is in Texas and that they supply, I think they're the fifth producing in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they supply wine for like Colorado and Montana. So they have nothing but space. Yeah, it's a big state. So yeah, they got yeah. equal opportunity to grow grapes. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's not, it's probably not the most ideal climate, but it's sure. still along the way. And it's probably certain groups that they can grow, mm-hmm. you know, in a yeah. good way. Yeah, I'm definitely, it's on my list to explore. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah. And also, I went on a Pennsylvania wine tour. There uh-huh. are a lot of cool uh, Pennsylvania wineries. Um, there's a whole Pennsylvania wine country that I, uh, that I was a part of. Mm. Yeah, early. Nice, on. nice. Yeah. Um, what's been your biggest challenge with Lovely Wine? 
So like I mentioned, it's really just trying to understand and get a grasp on what my business model will be. Mm. Because again, selling direct to consumer via website, people still want to go into a store and buy wine. Mm -hmm. Or the worst is when I'm doing an event and people are like, okay, can I buy your wine? I'm like, just sell it to you. And it's so hard playing that people because I don't expect people to know. It's not like retail. I can go get my product into the store. Now you buy it. There's red there's laws, there's compliance, there's a lot to it. And that's probably the most difficult is really selling wine, mm-hmm. you know, and with the model that I have. And then just the, you know, trying to navigate these uncharted territories per se, like there's no real blueprint for this industry, especially for women of color. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you never know who's willing to partner, who's willing to help. Um, so it's a lot of me having to be vulnerable and just putting myself in spaces where I can learn mm-hmm. and network and just be my most authentic and transparent self, mm-hmm. you know, and then hopefully that I can attract that as well as I grow and learn more about being a successful winemaker and brand. Nice. Do you see this as an opportunity to not just um, make wine and influence the wine world, but do you see this as an opportunity to change legislation in New Jersey of how wine is distributed, how you're able to, Mm -hmm. um, who don't have a traditional Mm -hmm. brick and mortar Mm -hmm. um, with their legislators there in New Jersey? I mean, I see as an opportunity, Now I'm not going to say Amira is going to do that part. <laughs> I know my strengths and limitations. <laughs> I to fight nobody's laws, to be in nobody's courtrooms. I will leave that to the people who like to fight the good fight. But I will definitely support because it's not easy. And it's like, I literally jumped out the window, right? Because I needed to. When I started this brand, I just needed something for me. I needed to pursue something that I truly loved. And I've had some great successes. But I would be lying if I said, oh, I researched all the red tape and compliance and the laws. I didn't. And then the more I learned, it was like, shoot, there's a lot here. And so I'm in it now, right? Um, but yeah, so anyone out there listening, fight the good fight for me, please. To make it. <laughs> I ain't got time. <laughs> Where do you see your brand going from here? So like I said, I want to have like these different legs of my brand, right? So if the one is the wine, right? The actual wine, because I do really do enjoy making the wine. I just hate selling it. If I could give it away all the time, I would. The next would be events. Like I said, wine tasting events. I love, I love community. I love being social. I can talk a lot. I love being with people. And so I love hosting different types of events that have a wine layer on them because I just think wine does something in a social setting, right? You know, they have that saying, good wine is really just wine you enjoy with friends. Like it can really, whatever you like. I encourage people to find the wine they like right because a lot of times people are intimidated they're just like i don't like red wine well you haven't tried them all you i'm sure there's one out there that you would absolutely love i bet you it's lovely wine but i'm just saying i'm biased <laughs> um and then, so wine events i love converting people into wine drinkers is like a little secret passion of mine mm-hmm. uh, and then finally the travel portion i am an avid traveler i don't get to travel as much as i used to being a mom But anytime I get to go somewhere, I'm always trying the wine and I love, you know, I want to encourage other people to try wines of different regions. That's how you learn the most, right? Mm -hmm. Every Mm -hmm. 
from California is not just from Italy and France and Spain. There's so many regions that are growing, like South Africa, um, which has been around forever, but it's getting definitely getting more recognition lately. Um, Argentina, I've had great Sauvignon Blanc from India. Like people don't know that. So I want to have a travel portion of my brand that encourages people to just explore wines across the world. That's awesome. What's your favorite region? My, your favorite my place favorite to travel. Region? Can I hear you? Yeah. She said your favorite place to travel. Oh. So funny thing is, it has really had nothing to do with wine. I love Asian countries. Mm. So um, I studied abroad in Japan and India, and those were like two of my most favorite, favorite experiences of, in, in the world. I went to Dubai. Um, and when was that 2018 and had the best time of my life I like going as far as possible (laughs) (laughs) I like people watching and you'll be it's just I just love being where the people are like call me Ariel Little Mermaid like that's just I want to go with I love that so Yes, I love a good relaxation in the you know Caribbean or something, but you got to get me around people. What do they go to eat? What do they go to drink? What do they do to have fun? You know, that's the type of travel that I really love. Like I love, my family went to an island called Guadalupe, which is right near mm, Montserrat, I think. And really not too many tourists there yet, but it's growing. And like things like that, like staying in an Airbnb, had my kids hopping in, you know, Ubers. <laughs> like we, I love random, exciting, non-traditional trips like that. So, and if I can ever find good wine somewhere, that's even just a highlight. When you're not drinking your wine, um, what mm-hmm. what are you drinking? Yep. So in the wine world, I love a good Pinot Noir from Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a favorite brand, but I usually just try to try something new. I love the Pinot Noir from Oregon. Um, I'm a Pinot fan. Okay. So my favorite. Um, but other than that, Serena, I'm a tequila girl. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And so I love mixing wine cocktails too. So mm-hmm. I have a great recipe on my website if anyone wants to try it where I mix wine and tequila. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just more fun that way. But yeah, so I'm a definitely a Pinot girl. Um, if it's white, I like a good Riesling. Um, but I tend to go red all the time. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So we had this um, winemaker on here. And what he did was um, he had a hookup in Hollywood. And he had his wines on different um, shows and movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So every now and then we would see his wine on mm-hmm. TV. If mm-hmm. you could send your wine to any show or movie right now, Ooh. where would your wine pop up at? Uh, a show or movie, right? Because I was yes. I was in the gift bags behind um, for the Soul Train Awards last oh, year. Oh, nice. Which was really, really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, for a show? Well, it's not on anymore. Of course, you know, Olivia Pope, like, rebranded oh, sure. wine. Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you could get in that episode, <laughs> <laughs> any one of those episodes would have been a win. Um, right now, what am I watching? Power. Just finished. Okay. Okay. So I could see, like, Tasha, like, just drinking my wine while yeah. I'm flying. <laughs> <laughs> well, not anymore. No, well, did not you finish it? Life. Yeah, I finished it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, girl. Maybe yeah, for um, like another. What you say, Leslie? 
I said maybe Tasha in 25 years from now. Oh. To life. Yeah. Um, she's someone. <laughs> that should, yeah, they have like four more coming out. But that is a really good question because I always think it would probably, honestly, it's not even about a movie or show. It, I just want it in Beyonce's house. Oh. Like, Oh, sure. That's that's really what I want. That, in my that life. would be all you need. That's all that I wanted in Beyonce's house. I want her to sip it on all of her vacations on her yacht. And I want the bottle sitting right there next to her. Mm-hmm. And for everyone to just put some respect on my name when it happens. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's going to happen. I'm manifesting it. Beyonce is going to drink lovely wine. And then I win. Awesome. um if you could uh, and i'm sorry these questions that i'm asking are not on the list i just thought they are not you got me oh i could have been prepared for that one too my bad Uh (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready let's go go. okay so if you could add another wine to your portfolio like what kind of wine would it be would it be a can would it be like low alcohol would it be like a trendy wine what would it be i don't do nothing low alcohol like the joke in my house is don't bring me nothing under 12 percent. like i just don't disrespect me like that you know (laughs) just kidding people bring me but um i just think it's a waste of my liver um so it wouldn't be a sweet wine and it is no shade no offense i just people always just assume that i make sweet wine or that i must love sweet wine sure and it's like no it's not my thing but i don't like you um so it would probably be a pinot noir because i have not made a pinot noir yet and it is one of my favorite grapes so um it'll most likely be a blend with primarily pinot noir in it and then i do think i want to do a traditional champagne so my rosé is a traditional method sparkling rosé like you know, really really like using traditional method um, to make it, which is why the cost is there. But I think I want to do like just a champagne. I mean, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Meunier, like traditional. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I know, right? Mm. Excited. Oh, do you have a wine club or anything? I don't have a wine club because that's like the the fear part, right? Why? I don't, because I'm just like, you know, I get anxiety. Like, who's going to be in my club? <laughs> Girl, if you don't stop it. Yeah, exactly. Girl, you stop it. You create yeah. your wine club, like, child. And you can have wine club events in Jersey. Come but on. I'm like, maybe I need to make more wine because I'm like, I have two blends now plus my, my sparkling. So I'm like, eventually, I got to do more research. Like, how many wines do I need to have to make wine clubs? Because yeah. I'm not in any of any yeah. And so yeah. my, we can have one you, wine. You can have one, one wine. Exactly. I'm into and yeah. One is one one wine club is for two wines and the other one is for four. So so how often do you get the wine? Um every quarter for both. Mm. It's not a lot of wine. You we don't get it. I don't get it often. It's yeah. not monthly. Yeah, yeah. But I was I actually that's on my list of, of things to do because I had when I did an event when I launched my rose, I had actually did like a little poll. Mm-hmm. For people like, would you want to be in it? And sure, especially if your network is where you live. Yeah, yeah. People, and like I said, I always get rave reviews and great feedback yeah. from the events I do. And so you're right, girl. You're right. I need to stop mm-hmm. playing. And I so know. Leslie, Leslie is taking because Leslie, you technically have a wine club. Tell Mira where y'all are going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to 
sorry. We're taking a wine cruise to um, Europe, and we're wow. going to Spain, um, France, and Italy. Wow. When's that happening? Um, September 1st through the 8th. You still got room on that tour? Say that again. You still got room on there? Do you have room? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I might have to be on that. Mm-hmm. September 1st. Yeah, this is. Uh huh. And I'll is send it, you the information. Please do. So, is it, are you hosting it? You have like a whole cruise ship or what's it? What's we don't have the whole ship. Um, so, we're working through a travel advisor and hmm. she's making all of the arrangements for us. No. Nice. Oh yes, please mm-hmm. hear that. Please, I'm coming. Yes, I'm <laughs> okay. already done. Already done. I'm going. Sabrina, are you going? No, I'm not going. I'll, I'll be in Bali this summer, so I, I can't do both. Got, so that is my next destination. Really, is my it? next solo destination? <laughs> um, like I said, when I went to Dubai, that was a solo trip. I've never traveled. Oh, can I ask you a So, <laughs> so, and your husband is okay with the solo travel? He was. Um, at that time, no, he was not. And I said, take these kids and I'm out. And I literally booked it six days before I left. And I was like, I need to go to Dubai. Wow. Damn. Quiet and explore. And it was the, uh, I've never had an experience like that. Mm. I think it was the solo mixed with the exotic location, mixed with the sure. people. And I love heat. Like that heat mm. is like no other. So then I decided I wanted to try to do it annually. I didn't get to do it in 2019, but I said this year, if I can get to Bali, then I'll be okay. Because that's another place I heard is great for solo travel and yeah. solo travel for women. So I'm only yeah. getting there safe. Yeah. You, know. so. you better self-care. I love it. Listen, me, my self-care game, <laughs> I had to learn it. I had to learn it real quick. All 2019, mm-hmm. I was not playing. 2018, 2019, I had to learn it. Mm-hmm. It's real. And if you don't self-care, self-love, life can get really, really hectic. And I realized I needed to slow down. Sure. Needed, so, yeah. Dope. I want to hear all about Bali. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, last question before we move into our really fun questions. Okay. Um, where, just tell everybody where they can find your okay. wine. Of course. So again, lovelywine.com. That's L-O-V-E-L-E-E wine.com. And you can go there. You can click buy wines and you'll see the options of shipping wine. I always tell people to click ground shipping because it defaults to two-day and that's expensive. So I'm always like, you can choose another option. Don't freak out. Um, So that's where you can buy the wine. You can also just learn more about me and follow me on my social. So I'm very active on social. So at Lovely Wine on um, Instagram and Facebook. Again, L-O-V-E-L-E-E Wine. And that's where you can find me and that's where you can buy it. Yes. So the next set of questions are going to be a little fun to get to know you. And um, Leslie, these are for you too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Chicken or fish? Chicken. Always chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me always chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. I can't really get into fish. What you mean? I it's not my it's not my thing. So I eat seafood. Only eat seafood I eat is like shrimp, crab, lobster, like the shellfish. Mm-hmm. But like actual fish, it has to be. There's not the, one fish that you like. I keep trying salmon, and it's it's growing on me. Oh. It's 
growing on me. I think it's I, weird. I me, eat chicken at home so much that mm-hmm. when I go out, I almost never order it. Oh, I never um, order fish out. So no. fish is like my main thing when I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I'm not wasting time on a vice fish. you like? What'd you say? When you go out, Sarita, is there a particular type of fish you like? Um, yeah, I really like salmon. Um, mm-hmm. I love salmon, especially when the chef knows how to make the skin crispy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like rockfish. I like, I'm an old woman. I love orange ruffy. Old women love orange ruffy. Yeah, I had orange ruffy before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Man. It's a really white fish and it almost tastes, it's like, like, uh, almost like lobster or shrimp. Now, it's I think a, I do like, like, white fish. Like, yeah. Cod. Is cod like a white fish, too? Yeah, right? That is, I, cod is, yeah. That. Yeah. Um, and I've also had catfish. I like a good fried catfish. If okay. I'm, yeah. Catfish is good. Um, and I love sea bass. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love almost all mm-hmm. fish. Even if you give me the whole fish with the head on and everything, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. eating from the head to the tail. Mm-mm. I love it. I like tuna, Have though. you tuna heard tuna um, amazing. What'd you say, Leslie? In Baltimore, they in Baltimore they have um, lake trout fish. Mm. Have you heard of that? No, uh. Uh-uh. So if you go to the little um, carryout places, it's lake trout, and <laughs> it's like a Baltimore special. And so they did this whole thing on the Baltimore Sun that things that are typical of or like unique to Baltimore mm-hmm. and basically it's tilapia. I'm thinking they're like shipping the fish from some lake that <laughs> what? No. no, it is tilapia. Ugh. So if you ever go to like this little mom and pop fast food place and you see lake trout, what have you, <laughs> it's tilapia. Oh God. <laughs> the trickery. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is a better date? Paint and sip or cooking class? Paint and sip. Ooh, the cooking class. Um, hmm. I'm going to do the cooking class, too. I think you can get to know somebody a whole lot better yeah. in the cooking class. Well, paint and sip is like cute I don't too. Drink as much at a cooking class. I thought about this. Oh, it's I true. Like when you cooking class, it's like way more work. When you paint and it's right. just, I'm gonna just paint this real quick, but I'm really drinking. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's good for a date or whatever. I don't really date, but um, I like a good paint and sip. I have so many paint and sip photos in my house that are on nobody's walls. Really. <laughs> They are not going on anybody's wall. But okay, what is your favorite activity to do with the kid? Mm -hmm. So with my kids, it's definitely making TikTok videos because that's the thing, and traveling with them. I love them like just explore new places and ask questions and be adventurous, and they love to travel. So I just yeah, I would say for mine because I have two two Mm -hmm. girls. They're ten and eight. Should be eight next week. Um, so yeah, this TikTok stuff is addicting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leslie, what about you? I love the children's museum. So maybe it's more me. But... 
you take a child to the Children's Museum where you can play with everything and it's mm-hmm. interactive. Yes. And I love Legoland. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Any child needs to go to Legoland, I will take them. <laughs> Oh, no, Lego land. Uh, For me, it's something very, very simple. Have you ever just sat and colored with a kid and let them talk? It is like therapy Uh or something because they just go and go. And it's like, wait, what'd you just say? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I like Uh coloring and and listening to them talk. (laughs) Okay. Leather or lace? Lace. All day. Leather is hot. Place is pretty. <laughs> it's sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say lace, especially a woman of a certain age. You don't <laughs> want anything hot on you. I would say lace. <laughs> yeah. One fourth of my closet is like black lace. So, yeah. Yes. Lace me yes. <laughs> we find out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was the last item you ordered from Amazon? Okay, this is embarrassing because it wasn't for me. My eight-year-old is like, can you order me a glockenspiel? First of all, what is that? What? Another fancy word for a xylophone. And what? something they were doing in music class, so she wants it, but I made her pay me back, $17 too. When they want stuff from Amazon, run me my money. I will <laughs> order it for you, but I want my money back. You're not. I'm not buying random things that you're not going to play with forever, so... Embarrassingly enough, that was the last thing. But other than that, for myself, probably a book. Mm. I'm trying to think. I think I, I bought a book and, uh, oh, and I, I just started the whole, what's it called? The save when you automatically do like tissue, paper towels. Oh, uh-huh. I did that. I was oh, like, okay. I'm tired of running out of stuff. I'm like, darn it. So I'm just trying to see how that was. Have you noticed a difference? Is it too early to tell? It's too early to tell. I just started. But I'll let you know if I run out of tissue. I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> They're supposed to know to ship it. And I'm, I'm getting a little nervous. I ain't getting my box yet. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to Walmart at night. I'm not. So they got to figure it out in this house. <laughs> Leslie, what about you? You know what? I can't remember. This is, I, I feel so un-American. But I can't remember the last thing I ordered from Amazon. I know tonight I'm planning to order some, um, what is that? Composable plates and forks. The ones that biodegrade and what have you. Okay. You can find that on um, Amazon. But yeah, I feel very un-American that I do not have a family. Something is being ordered from Amazon at least once a week. It's crazy. Wow. Um, For me, I had to replace my Fitbit. Um, yeah, this is my oh, oh my gosh this is my fourth one the, they don't last very long they're about the life of like a phone where was it like maybe two years I've had I had the last one for two years with no issues but um yeah I had to replace it so I ordered it and that was it yeah <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. This is it? You think yeah, it's a long time? Yeah. Less than a year. So. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. All right, last question. What is your ideal weather temperature? Hot. <laughs> you I like it hot. hot. I like it hot. I don't want nobody's winter, nobody's snow. I'm so glad this winter is like non-existent. It's really making me happy. I need to knock on some wood before we get a blizzard next week. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not, I don't know why I'm in the East Coast. I don't know why I was born here and raised here. It's not my thing. <laughs> it's not my thing. I like hot summers. Leslie, what about you? I, I want it 78 degrees with a breeze. I do okay. not want it too hot. I do not want it too cold. Just perfect. Okay. I got you. That's a good one. 78 with the breeze? I'll take the breeze. With, with a, little, a little breeze. Just a little breeze. Not a lot. Yeah. I am more of a I'm a fall girl so give Mm. me like a strong like 65 Mm. so like jean jacket or sweater or scarf and I can still wear a boot and sit Mm. in front of a fire pit child yes perfect give me layers me me 60s it's one layer it's a jean jacket I don't like the layers I want to wear a cute dress with my toes out <laughs> I want all my toes out, dress, all my legs out, all of it. <laughs> oh man, this was so fun, Amira. Thanks so much for being on the Swirl Suite. Of course, I have a question for you. What are you oh. sipping? You've been sipping this whole time. Oh, child, I just have like um, I have a Meritage from Trader Joe's that I got today. It was eight dollars. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 2018. And it's a blend of Cab, Malbec, Merlot, Petit Verdot. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, I think you call it Roastabout. Yeah. This is what it looks like. Y'all see the label? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's good cool. one. yeah, it's pretty good. I would, I would buy it again. I would buy it again. But um, yes, one more time, Amira, tell mm-hmm. everybody where they can find you and follow yeah. you and any events you have coming up. Yes. So lovely wine, L O V E L E E wine. That's lovelywine.com to learn more about the brand and to purchase the wine. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at lovely wine. Um, what do I have coming up? I have some private events coming up for um, some corporate companies who want me to come in and do a tasting. However, I am open to anyone who wants to do a wine tasting, who wants to layer on a wine tasting at their event, who wants to, you know, hire me to come in. I am open. Calendars is open. So contact me. You can also email me anytime, amira at lovelywine.com. And my name is A-A-M-I-R-A. Fantastic. Leslie, do you have anything you need to announce? Anything coming up? I just want to make everybody aware that February 18th is National Drink Wine Day. So please store your glass full on the 18th. Tomorrow? Okay. All right. I got it. I got to do that. I'll also be at the Vin Expo. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, First week of March. I don't know if anyone else is planning on going to that. It's a big expo in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be there. So if anyone will be there, look for me. But thank you, uh, Leslie, for letting me know that. Because I, I swear that yeah. they do this every year, but you say it's the 18th. I'm there the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow, wine glass. My cup will run it over. <laughs> All day. Um, <clears throat> no announcements from me. I'm still doing Blacks and Wine all month. Follow me at Buy Me Up. 
um that is about it all right so this, well, this was, was fun. fun yes thank you guys and let's yes. do it again girls cheers everybody cheers cheers